Welcome to episode 395 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Team, welcome along to episode 395 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. We're back in the studios, team. Back and better than ever. John's got a flash new shirt on, mate. Oh, yeah. It's got the grey, but then you bring in the colour out of the boy. What do you call that, pink? No. Orangey pink. Orangey. I don't wear pink. No, you don't wear pink. I do. You gave, yeah. me, you gave me crap last time on the I show, did. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, some people got salmon. I'm quite proud to be pink. No, no. You know, women's cancer, I'm just supporting the cause. It's good for you. Our talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. The world's best coffee? Athlinks.com. I tell you what, if you're in America right now, in one of the cold states, you could do with a bit of that yeah, coffee. I tell you. Athlinks is it? Yes, Athlinks. At, uh, social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Okay, John Bo, let's talk about this. We want to get into this straight away. We've got some news this week. We've got an age group a week. Actually, mm-hmm. it's not much of a show, is it? Well, it's fish of the year. We're starting 2014 strong. I went through all of my websites to see if there's any news, and it basically is next to no news. It's quick that time of year. A couple of weeks' time, we're into it. I think the big piece, well, we've got Project 2014 update. Yes. And Coach's Corner slash, or is it the same thing? Well, we'll see how we go. We'll see how time's going. Coach's Corner is nothing particularly riveting, and I'm talking up it, talking it up great. You know, something to look forward to later Under promise, under deliver. But um, we'll see how time's going. And we're going to do the Ironman finishes at the end. And, and we've got a bit of news, and I think the first piece of news we're going to hold off a little bit second, because I want to hear John's story. I was mm-hmm. on Facebook, and uh, the Mountains now actually emailed me, mm-hmm. and it goes, have you checked out John's profile shot? And there's a picture of you not looking too happy. Oh, Scar- this was going to go under the Project 2014 update. We can oh, I think now. this is the news. This is the breaking news of the year. Breaking. 2014, so... It nearly was broken. Oh, really? So, 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 and so I went on Facebook, and I checked out Mr. Newsom's Facebook profile, and I'm mm-hmm. just going to pull up right now, and he didn't look too happy. I didn't look too happy. And basically it said you drove into a van, so then I said, you see what I put up there? I saw, I saw Did you like that? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, 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 you should have yeah. seen the van, I said, and then put a crash van up there. Chuckle, chuckle. Nothing messes with John Newsom, I put. That's right. Except for the van. So what happened? So we've done a big bike ride up there, up to Kaiteri Terry, which I'll talk about later on. And i taken my, you know, couple of days family. We were, at the time, we arrived on the... 22nd, didn't do anything, 23rd, had a little bit of a swim, 24th, nothing on the 25th, 26th, actually got out for a little bike ride and then had a mate coming over, who, and the, where we stay in Kaiteri, you can't really find it, you sort of, and it's down a long driveway. And oh, so, so you're going to pick up your mate? Yeah, so I'm oh. going to go down and, and just meet him on the corner so he knows where to go, and um, Belinda said, oh, you just walk down, I said, no, no, I'll just jump on the bike, and it's down a shared driveway. How far, how far is the driveway, is it big as our driveway? Oh, it's longer than your driveway. Oh, that's a long driveway not, then. Not as steep, but yep. it's, it's shared probably between, I don't know, 12 to 15 properties. Yeah, no, I can see why you jump on the bike. Yeah, and so I jumped on the bike, and it was a bit of a decline, and so I was rolling down the hill. Wasn't going silly fast, but could have been going at a safer, slower speed. Were you breaking the 20k speed limit for a driveway? I probably would have been about bang on that. I okay. would have estimated about 20k, and, it's, and it goes down. It's, really, you know, it's not steep, steep, but it's enough you can get some pretty decent speed. Came around a corner and it's just a single single width um, driveway and came around a blind corner and there was a car reversing across, or a little van re- reversing across the driveway. So he'd gone up into a blind spot, I came around the corner and then he just came out in front of me and I got about 
one second warning. Can you remember? Can you remember the, what you thought of that one second warning? Well, I can remember yelling and screaming, but I but I knew I was going to hit it, and then don't remember anything else. So I think there was a bit of Linda seems to think there was a bit of concussion, and given I had a headache for ten days, <laughs> I'm, I'm inclined to agree a little bit. Basically, so, face. So no one's real fault, just unfortunate. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a bugger. But fault on both parts. Like, I don't know if it was a wise thing to be reversing across the driveway. This, this driveway probably gets maybe a car every half hour sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, so my fault for going down, probably on a bike full stop, I think no matter how slow I was going, I still would have hit him. It yep. just wouldn't have been as bad. And if I'd been going any faster, I think it would have been really bad. So I think what I basically... So wait a second. So, so he, you hit him side on or you hit him from behind? So he was reversing across the, dri- across the driveway. So I had the back of the vehicle square on. Pretty sure I hit it pretty flush with my face. Gee, you're lucky. I'm looking at the photo right now. And sure, you're not looking at the flashes. Although you look like you're just going to a good fight. Yeah. But you're lucky you didn't do more damage, don't you? Yeah, very lucky. Always wear your helmet, Bevan. So you even wear your helmet going down the driveway? Yes. Well, 10 points for that. Yeah. And so I was very lucky. There was a lot more blood than the photo indicated. There was a lot of blood. And when my father-in-law went down later on, the, the people that did it, they were scrubbing the blood all off the road and stuff. So a lot of blood coming out of the nose. But the main things were it really cut the inside up of my mouth really badly and had the big Fuji lips going for, for quite a while and thought I'd broken my jaw. Um, and then you didn't break your nose either, or did the helmet hit first? Is still pretty sore, <laughs> and there's been blood up until yesterday. Yesterday was the first day I haven't had blood coming out my nose and my snot and stuff. Oh, you poor thing. So, yeah. so wait a second. So you, you you see one second and then you're out to it. How long was it before you woke up? Um, oh, I think it would only been a couple of seconds, but I was you know, I'm, I'm sort of then on the pavement figuring out what the hell to do, and um, yeah. And how were they? Uh, he was. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, he was. He was okay. Was they, they, were very, they, they were very helpful, and they came up to see me that later on in the day and stuff. So they were. They felt bad about it, but I don't think they thought it was their fault particularly, which it wasn't. No. So anyway, yeah, a bit of ice, and yeah, I thought I'd broken my jaw. Did it hurt I, your training? It, 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 I th- initially, I thought it was going to be real bad. Um, and luckily I'd done some training that morning done a decent bike ride that morning so I didn't do anything that day and the next day I obviously didn't do anything just lay and watch the capitulation of the cr- oh, cricketers the and the Kiwis it was the, the first one day I yeah I know but what about the second game yeah hey? Hey? and but then I was actually able to get back on the bike the day after that, but I was pretty cut up and it was pretty pretty low quality. I think it was about 150 watts. What about running? Because impact would have hurt more, eh? Didn't run for ages. Yeah. So I had two weeks. It was two weeks off running, basically. Cause well, we'll get you know. into that when we get into you, because we don't want to go too far ahead of the show. But, geez, I'm lucky. You're lucky you didn't really. You oh, know, yeah. You know? If I'd broken my jaw, it would have been. That's devastating, isn't it? That would have been. Probably. At least a month off. Yeah. yeah. I probably, probably would have just been able to do Ironman New Zealand, but. Um, yeah, definitely would have put 2014 in a bit of a, a bit of a dilemma. Flashing before my eyes, flashing before my eyes before I had that bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the other piece of news, which is kind of topical just to the show, is that the ebook is ready to go. So a while ago on the show, I mentioned that maybe a good way that we could fundraise for Kona was to do a bit of a kind of a, a lottery, and then we we discovered that lotteries are illegal. Yes, <laughs> unless you do it the right way. Unless we do it the right way, and what we've discovered that if you can sell an ebook or you can sell a product, then you can do a prize draw around that. And so what we've done is we've put together an ebook it's high quality high quality the, the ultimate six page Kona guide or something yeah. like that and and don't expect much from the book let's just yeah. be clear about this you're not yes. you're not buying it for the book yeah. but you're buying it to, to chance to go into the drawer and support us and support us and so what happens is there's, there are $30 US to buy an ebook mm-hmm. And then you go into the draw to win what, John? So first up, you get uh, airfares covered uh, up to $2,000 US, which 
I think should cover pretty much everywhere in the world uh, to get over there, and so we'll cover whatever your airfare is. Accommodation. How will we go? We just send us an invoice, or do we? Yeah, just just pay for it, and we'll send the PayPal money straight over. Okay. And right. the accommodation for up to seven nights, and basically that'll be in a in a studio single um, condo. Um, it won't be um, it won't be five star, but it won't be rubbish. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be somewhere on Ali Drive. And if you want to, if you if you if you found that you wanted to upgrade to something else, then we can sort something out. But basically, you get the, sync, that point, that that point, and then if you, uh, it'll be with um, the endurance sport travel crew. So they they maybe that if you go, I want someone somewhere a lot nicer, they'll be able to sort something out, and you pay the difference. Then uh, daily breakfast, if you want, with the endurance sport. Uh, travel crew they normally have that down by the pier um, at a place there so you can go for a swim and then have a bit of breakfast and they have uh, shuttles sort of running up and down there and then also we'll put in there a lunch and dinner allowance at Lava Java so you can cruise down there and have lunch and um, dinner every day so and also we'll get you a a ticket ticket. for the for the awards uh, ceremony yep and you'll also have access to the endurance sport travel crew, so they'll be, um, you know, in terms of just getting dropped off and so. Up and here they and do there. bikes as well, don't they? If they set up your bike, uh, I don't want to promise that, but I think okay. they, I think they do. Yeah. Um, and you'll see a bit of John and I. So we aren't. This isn't. You aren't really buying this to be the right hand man. And we have got Dave Dwyer doing that when we're there. But, yeah. um, but you know, like you know, you obviously you'll see John and I and, and, and all that mm. around the time that we're there as well. We've also got some consolation prizes from Profile. Yep. So we've got the Profile Aero HC system drink bottles, which are awesome. They're the ones that sit on the on top in between your Aero bars, and they're not the drop down ones. They weren't particularly Aero enough, but they're not massively Aero. But the, these are fantastic, especially if you're going for a, um, a primarily a liquid nutrition on the bike say you're using an infinite or, or or another product like that because that's what I'm doing and you need to be able to refill them and they've got a little open hatch so a lot of people these days just have uh, a drink bottle on the aero bars which is fantastic if you're just repl- you know, grabbing and replacing that's great it is, is really aero but if you're actually uh, carrying a concentrate and then you want to be topping that up with water then this is the way to go you open up the little latch and uh, and fire it all in there and it's all good I'm just looking at it right now it looks, it looks, pretty, looks pretty sharp as well doesn't it yep Used by Rennie Carfrey, it's got to be good. That's the only reason she ran that two yeah, fifty whatever a good it was. Profile design thing on her bike, exactly. So what's going to happen, guys? If you do want to enter this draw now, it's basically what we're going to do is we're going to sell five hundred um, PDFs. So if you want to enter the draw, you you basically go onto our website www.imtalk.me. Now this week it will be in the show notes, but if you listen to this in the future, you'll basically go to our website and then on the front page there's a little I am Talks Ultimate Kona Guide in the middle kind of column there. Click on that. And you can also go to it on the community drop down as well. Mm-hmm. So on the tabs at the top, go to the click on that, and it will take you through to the Ultimate Kona book page. From there, you'll um, be able to. Wait a second, I'm just pulling it up here. From there, you'll see that there's a little PayPal link, um, mm-hmm. and you'll go on there and you just say click here to buy now. You click here to buy now. They'll take you to PayPal. You can, if you've got a PayPal account, you can pay with your PayPal account, or you can pay with your Visa card. From there, you'll get the PDF we just download, and really what that means is the PDF is there, but we get a record of who's bought it then as well. So we'll, you'll be on our books, and then once we've sold the 500, what we'll do is we'll do the draw on the show. So once we've sold the 500, we'll stop selling the PDF, and then we'll let everyone know that we're going to draw it in the next week or so, and so we'll do it live on the show that you guys can listen and see what's going to happen there. You can buy more than one book. So if you want to go... We encourage that too. Yeah, totally. Buy 500, I say. You know, just go all out. But, uh, you know, like you can buy more than one book. So if you want to go more chances of winning and you want to drop 100 bucks at it, then you can do that as well. So there's no would limits you, on the amount. Would you just have to go through the process again? You have to buy it again and again. You can't really buy 10 at once, unfortunately. But 
Um, yeah, any other thing they should know, John? Uh, that's about it, I think. Uh, it's, a few people have asked if it's transferable, and it is. Like, if you want to do it and then you figure out you can't actually go then uh, you can gift it to somebody else we can sort all that stuff out yeah totally and the other thing I've mentioned in the past which I uh, we should do I say is if you do enter and you don't have an IM Talk nickname we will give you an IM Talk nickname so um, even if you enter and you don't win um, throughout the year as they kind of depending on how fast it sells um, we'll be putting those nicknames out now admittedly if we've got 500 nicknames we're going to do it's going to be you know we'll be working through those kind of weekly so we'll maybe do five or six a show so um, anything else around that, John? Uh, this is no real cut-off date. We, we, ideally, you know, we want to sell it really quickly and then we can do the draw and then everybody knows what they're doing. It's totally first in, first serve as yeah, well, isn't it? Exactly. But then uh, we'll see how it goes in the first month or so and then uh, ideally we'll try to set a cut-off date and then um, we can do the draw. Hopefully I reckon we'll sell it later. first week, John. Oh, great. This time okay. next week we'll go, oh, OMG, it's sold out. OMG. Yeah, so so you, a couple of things around. You are supporting us to go to Kona and do our Kona shows, which we know you guys love, and that's what this is all about, really. So mm. um, and we just thought it's a really cool chance for one of you guys to come along and, and have the experience as well. So check it out. Go to www.imtalk and uh, check out the Ultimate Kona Guide, I and you could the, win. The one other thing, yeah, if, if you want to bring a, bring somebody with you, partner or wife or husband or whatever, then we can figure that out. You know, you just have to pay yeah, the accommodation to be covered but you just do extra food and all that sort of stuff but we figure that out yeah yeah that's all makes sense okay other news john real important let's get to the real news cam brown i was quite impressed by this this is impressive because so we had the the tauranga half ironman which is the probably the long i'm not sure if it is the longest standing but it's been it's kind of the big half in new zealand isn't it up until the auckland 70.3 came around this was the this was the prestigious one to to take and cam brown took it out and Initially, I thought, well, there's nobody there because I only saw who got second. The guy Mark Boasted, he's he's not a bad athlete, but you know you'd expect Cam to to, to beat him pretty comfortably um, most of the time. And I thought, oh, nobody's there. Then I pulled up the results, and Braden Curry was in third place, and he's um, although he's going, going pretty good. In his defence, he had a kid like three days before. I oh, did. He? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure if it was three days, but within a very short period of time. Okay. So, but you also Callum, Callum Millwood obviously didn't fire because he's a, he's a top quality um, yep. athlete, and you also had a couple of other guys who completely blew up in there Graham O'Grady who you know he's a pretty stellar athlete he's finished finished second in Alcatraz um, Mm. pretty close behind Gomez recently so those guys obviously didn't have great races Brody Madgwick had a a bit of a shocker down there in 19th place Sheldrake was there he had a bit of a shocker so Rob Creasy pulled a fifth yeah solid Rob's going really well so it was pretty solid pretty solid and Cam's the problem with Cam these days is swim's so crap relatively has he always been crap He's, he's always been not bored. crap, but you know what I mean. Like for pro, he, he was borderline for quite a long time. He could just make the pack, but now he's he's a, sort of a, bit, a little bit, more. A bit like Macca. You know, they're just they're just going to be battling because they're always going to be isolated coming out of the swim. And if there's other guys around him, then fine, he can get dragged along. But the fact in this race, you know, he'd, he'd had the, a relatively poor swim, but then rode a two oh seven um, to ride through the field, and then uh, one sixteen for him is pretty stock standard. But I think it's, it's a good sign. He has, hasn't had a good half for a long time, so um, I think there's a bit of life in the old dog yet. Is he racing New Zealand? Yes, he is. And he's, I think the real interesting, you know, he's racing Auckland in a couple of weeks as well, and I think he'll get absolutely tailed there because that'll be an ITU-style race. He'll get dropped in the swim, and then there'll be a big pack on the, on the bike, and he just won't be in the mix, I don't think. But, um, I, you know, I wouldn't ride him off for Ironman New Zealand. I think you know, Bevan obviously set a course record last year and was on fire, and even Brownie at his best, I don't think would have beaten him. Yep. But if Bevan's not having a great day, and, and Terenzo is still 
relatively unproven over Ironman distance. Yeah, the boy's amazing, 17.3, yeah. but you know, he, has, he hasn't really put the marks on the board yet, has he? So if those guys aren't on fire, you know, Brownie looks like he's in um, some sort of shape, which is great. What do you think will happen for Brownie's year this year? You know, because he's obviously going to try to capitalise on, the, you know, maybe a couple more years just trying to make money. Yeah. What do you think he'll, he'll do? Be, I mean, great if he has a great tapper. Whether, yeah, I, I wouldn't be picking him to, to beat... Um, Bevan, uh, but, but, but I mean, post New Zealand, like, what kind of races do you think he would choose? We should get him on the show and have a chat to him. Yeah, and, maybe we should ask him because yeah. uh, now the other thing about his win, it was the tenth time he's won that race. Yeah, that's awesome, eh? That's great. That is awesome. Like anyone who can win a race, and and you know, like it's, you know, like it ain't it ain't a poor race. You know what I mean? No. Like, you know, traditionally it's been New Zealand's biggest half Ironman, and so. You know, like for anyone to win a race 10 times in their career, it's only been going 25 years to race. He's won mm. 10 of them. That's, that's pretty special, isn't it? That, very solid. Was that a burp? It was. <laughs> I thought it was a quite nice quiet one. <laughs> that was good. Okay, also the things good old Kat Morrison's back in the game. Kat Morrison's in the house and she had a pretty impressive run. Yeah. Uh, so Cam Brown ran 116. We know his pedigree of the run and Braden Curry ran 116 as well. Uh, so, but Kat Morrison ran 121. Uh, so pretty impressive. Candace Hammond ran even quicker at one twenty forty nine. Yeah, so Kat Morrison took it out by five minutes uh, with Candace Hammond there. Joe Lawn was there or thereabouts as well. Uh, so yeah, good to see. Yeah, it's it's really interesting watching these older athletes. Kind of, it's my first time that I've really probably as a as a lover of the sport starting to see the people who are in their peak when I was first started coming to the game be the people who are fading. Mm. You know, like Joe Lorne and Cam and, and mm. you know, Maka. These guys, when I came onto the sport, were the names that were everyone were watching. You know, they were mm. the big names in the sport. And, you know, now they're in that last part of their career where it's, you know, the... They just can't kind of maintain that high level, but they no. still turn up and, oh, bloody Cam did today on that weekend, I suppose. But, you know, it's just really interesting to watch their last progression of their career, isn't it? Exactly. Mm. Nice. Okay. Um, this, is, this next piece of news is quite interesting. So uh, you'll remember a few weeks ago, Challenge Krychka, um, the guys that were organising that were um, sold out to WTC. And uh, obviously since then things have changed a bit and there's been a meeting and uh, and it sounds like 2014 the Ironman have got the rights, it's, it's, it'll be a 70.3, you know, it's always been a half distance race but now um, Felix and the, and the challenge team have met with all the, the mayors of the areas that this race is raced in and it's going to be going back to challenge in 2015 and it sounds like you know the race, the, the, the rights for the race was sold to WTC without any consultation to any of the mayors or the people that were affected, it was basically Basically, the guy who owned it just sold it, didn't consult with anybody, and uh, Challenge have gone in and really sold their vision of, of what Challenge is all about to those mayors, and they're back in there. So it's because uh, <coughs> this was a real, one of their real jewels in the crowns. It was one of their earlier races they picked up, and, and I know they were very, very proud of that race. So um, the Iron Man versus Challenge battle continues. Well, I wonder what, you know, because obviously Challenge would have learned their lessons over the last few years where they have lost a few races to the WTC. Now, obviously, they bought Canada, so it kind of goes both ways a little bit. Yeah. But I, I do wonder what kind of clause they now have with their contractors moving mm. forward because surely they're going to have a pretty steel tight. Well, in, in this one, they're going to be running it. So Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm kind of more thinking like, so, if I let's say you and I want to put on a race for challenge, yeah. I'd love to see what the contract would say about selling. There mm. must be some pretty big penalties. Mm. Surely. Mm. You'd think so. Yeah. But good on them, you know? Far yeah. out. So challenge is fighting back. Fighting back. Okay, John, the age group overview. Uh, so this is this this was um, 
the, 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 I just thought this was interesting. The WTC um, Ironman age group rankings. We, when we first came out, we were sort of, I was looking at it going, oh, this is a bit silly. And there'd only been a few races. And I was like, oh, that seems a bit silly. And now we're a year into it. I'm afraid it still seems a bit silly. I was looking for things to talk about, Bevan. Well, Tim Russell, he's the champ in his age group. Yes. Got on you, Tim. Uh, I'm, not be, I'm not saying anything discrediting whatsoever any of the people at the top of their age groups. But I don't think this thing's working properly. Well, the problem is Tim Russell. So I'm looking here and I'm going, okay, male is 18 to 24. Joe, looking good. Just a bit from a run. Yeah. And uh, Tim Russell, he's won. He's got 1,450 points. He overall time of 19 hours. Or, like, I don't know, shitloads of time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, he's done six races. Yeah. So if you win just by doing more races, it's a bit of a silly system. So, so they've got an Ironman age group ranking system and you've got to do three Ironmans to do that. And realistically, how many people do three yeah, Ironmans in, in the world? I mean, you've got to, why don't you just have two? So then you'd have your, your qualifying race and then Kona and you've got to have Kona as, as having a lot more points because if yeah. you finish fifth in Kona, that's a hell of a lot better than second at any other race or, or I don't know, maybe say your tenth in Kona, that's better than a, than a fourth somewhere. So I think you've got to stack the Kona points like they do in the in the pro rankings and then and then they've got the overall age group race. You got uh, you can count sort of five races in there. So, you know, how many people are going to do three seventy point threes and two Ironmans or, or five races so I think this, this system just needs a little bit of tweaking so you know again if I look at um, I always go to these things and look at, at my age group so 35 to 39 35 to 39 and so the guy that won this uh, again probably a fantastic guy fantastic athlete Ivan O'Gorman from Ireland good to see uh, he you know, in terms of the races he did Cord Lane was fourth in his age group so not, not winning there he did uh, World Champs he's only 29th in the age group and then he did uh, Arizona fourth in his age group so he's got you know there's three Ironmans there and so this is under the Ironman Ironman system so he's not really you know not winning the age group yet he's he's ranked as the best 35 to 39 year age group athlete in the world yeah like really a guy who wins it should be the guy who wins all his races really shouldn't he it should be should be have a very high Kona ranking and maybe get some other another you know, really strong result which you expect so it's kind of I don't uh, know. who's interested in it this is probably the better question I'd be interested in it if I'd I was winning it <laughs> like, a, like so I'm looking here on Dino Gaskin he's a top New Zealander all oh, right. Yep, he did three races. Uh, and then you got Craig Kurtwood, second New Zealander. Just to check that out there for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the, 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 yeah, I kind of wonder Rob Dallimore's fourth New Zealander. Right. And then old uh, Gerald New, Newell. John. Who yeah. was third? You left out third. No, John, uh, Gerald Newell. Okay. Um, but the thing is, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Who does that appeal to? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's much of a motivator. Like if you're. It's only going to motivate the five people who think they're close, but even when they know they're close, like who checks it? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure. And what's what do you get for winning? <coughs> yeah, there are some benefits there for winning. What do you get? Um. There is some sort of benefit there. They haven't got it actually here. It's actually, actually it hasn't been updated. It's like they've got the uh, the the age group ranking overview, and it's got the global results from 2012 will be allocated in this way. So. I, th- I don't think they're paying a huge amount of attention to it either. What's the point of doing it? Well, if it works, then you'd feel better. You know, you could say, right, I'm I'm ranked sort of fifth in the world or fifth 
in Asia Pacific or fifth in New Zealand. So I get the country thing because the thing is about the country thing is you you kind of know the people in your country. Yes, you know what I mean. Like in Australia, you guys all know who that top guy in your age group is, and there might be three or four guys you're chasing. So yes, but and again, but it's very top heavy, and so I think the mm. idea behind this was maybe to create more brand loyalty to you know mm. make you want to race more WTC races to get points. But the problem with these types of systems is it only really appeals to the top 10 guys who mm. really have a chance. Mm. And so, and even then, if we look at this, the top 10 guys obviously haven't had got a chance because the guy who won it only got fourths in, in that. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah you got good on them for trying. Yeah. I'm not, not sure if it's really kind of going to motivate anyone in any big way. All people really care about is Kona, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you've won Kona, you're the best in the world. Yeah, you know that's 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 the way that we clarify this. Yeah. So then, if the guy who got fourth in two other races pulls off and says, "Well, actually, I'm the best," yeah, kind of go, "Well, no, you're not." Yeah. So funny one, but you know, got to try these things. Exactly. John Sponsor Extreme Endurance. Ah, no, your lactic buffer. If you want to get some deals on that, make sure you remember to use the promo code IMTalk5. You get five bucks off your order uh, for all you guys. Who've got races coming up? So you Northern Hemisphere athletes that are either in the UK getting slammed by all this weather we see on the news, uh, or uh, what do they call it this morning? The vortex. The vortex is hitting America. The vortex that's hitting America. Um, you might not be quite so interested unless you're into some really high intensity winter training. But if you're in, you know, Southern Hemisphere and you're building up for a race. All you need basically with the extreme endurance is around about a week in my experience to, to really get a significant benefit when you when you race. So if you if you're building up for Ironman New Zealand, Ironman Oz or something, it's not something you can you know, you don't need you don't haven't missed the boat in terms of uh, getting onto it now. So get on it team. I am talk five as a promo code. If you're in New Zealand, Australia and want some, I'm selling it. I've got good stock of extreme endurance. Give myself a plug there. Good I'll times. have it on the website shortly, but otherwise just email me. Yeah. Email John. What's your yes. email? <laughs> Either for either our coach John Newsom, just go to his website project twenty fourteen. Project twenty four. Yeah. Coach John project twenty fourteen dot com and pop me an email and we can get on it. And it's fifty five dollars New Zealand and shipping is three dollars New Zealand, seven dollars to Australia. There you go. There you go. So you like the buffer, guys. We we get so much feedback from you guys loving it. So rock on. Okay, Jombo. Jombo, we're going to pull up Facebook. We had a bit of discussion. What was your highlight of 2013? Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my, I need a new computer. Yeah. yeah it's it's struggling. Well, laptops after three years. I always buy a new computer after three years anyway, but laptops after three years are particularly slow. Yes. And I know someone who's going to Hawaii in May, so I'm yeah. trying to hold off. Yeah. <laughs> so Because in New Zealand, we get we raped when it comes to electronics. Yeah. And so it's worth waiting for your friend who's going to Hawaii in May yeah. to get it for you. But. Yeah. These next three months, you're going to hear me guys whine about my computer. But anyway, the discussion was, uh, what was your personal highlight from 2013, Jombo? And why mine's pulling it up. You can start. Richard Swan said the pork loin that Craig Kirkwood cooked on the barbecue at the condo in Kona. Nice. Do you know what I do love? Which I haven't had in years, but it's one of my favourite things. Pig on a spit. Oh, have yeah, you ever had yeah. a pig on a spit? Like when you go to the pain, they've got the yeah, pig yeah, on yeah, the spit. Yeah. Bit, spit roast company, yeah, yeah. Have you had that? Yeah. It's good, eh? Quality. Quality. What are you doing? Just getting some of this blood out of my nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't get on the carpet. <laughs> okay. Oh, John, they don't want to hear that. You've already been told off for eating into Feel the mic. pain. Ian Hursley's got, even though I did Kona, an absolute highlight was crewing for Ultraman. Kia ora, guys, uh, from the White Lightning. Ian Hursley was, I, I roomed with Ian um, Hursley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we were in Epic Camp. What do we call him, White Lightning or something like that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And he was White cuts. Lightning. He's a bit yeah. of a pale boy. Yeah. But yeah, so it's cool. He's going basically going along and actually helping someone else was pretty awesome at Ultraman. Ed Hawkins did a self-supported Ultraman in under 25 hours in Dubai to raise awareness for diabetes. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. Graham McCullum, uh, crewing for Keith Lang in Arch to Arc. Nice. Uh, Pavel Chalice in January, I decided to do a triathlon. Ended up doing a few, including a 70.3 in Lanzarote. Full Ironman upcoming in 2014. Nice. Dane Stanley Best completed the Outlaw for my first IM race. Worst having to listen to John for his face in the last 20 minutes of last week's show. See, I did that. Just... <laughs> How topical, Dane? How topical? Actually, bringing that up, that's a good good segue there. Um, M is the... <laughs> Promotion. Like M is the... Uh... Ambassador? No, she's the, the the bar sponsor for Ironman New Zealand. Oh, um, is she? Yeah. So when you're out what there, what she gets for that? Is it just purely promotion? Well, you go, if you're if you're a product sponsor, a lot of people are going to buy your product to practice. train on, to practice on, and yeah, it's it's hitting the market pretty square. And I think it's it's pretty clever. You know, I don't know how many thousands of dollars it's going to cost you to do that, but. Doing that versus an advert in a magazine or something like that, I think it's, it's well, pretty good I thought, I thought that WTC now had an official power bar across all races. I think it's just in America, really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well done, him. Yeah. Um, good old Jules uh, Gorman from, uh, so you did 70.3 Mount Treblanc. Is that what Mont-Tremblant. Mont-Tremblant. Yeah. I'm happy I didn't just give up and do something more fun. I find it so, runs so incredibly boring. Yep, I'm signing up to do it for the third year. <laughs> uh, Kevin Sheen, crewing for my six-year-old in his first try. Oh, that's pretty cool. Kevin Murray, definitely finishing my first Ironman in Wales this year. It was a year of training and juggling my time between work, wife, and the kids, but it was so worth it. I still come out with goosebumps thinking about it and have only just taken the medal off. David Richards escape from Alcatraz. Not nine, man, but such a memorable event in March. Uh, 51 Fahrenheit slash 10 degrees Celsius water. That is chilly. 10 degrees Celsius. Yeah. That's pretty cold. Lucy Francis, a huge PB over an hour. Wow, that's pretty massive. Ironman South Africa uh, after going low carb for a few months before. Endurancejunkie.com. Oh, nice. Discovering the I'm Talk podcast. Oh, genius. <laughs> Tim Ford PB at Sunny Coast 70.3. Jason Henderson, having my dad come to watch me do an Ironman. Nice. Ricardo, uh, oh, how do you say that one? Cordialo, maybe? Uh, first of the two major highlights are going sub five and a half distance and then completing the first Ironman race in 12.05 together with his brother and two other friends at the Alberman down in Spain, basically. So, Final one, I'll do Karen Mulsard, Melbourne Ironman. Number one, said, number one son said... Well done, Mum. You're awesome. Number two son said, what took you so long? We've been waiting for ages. <laughs> That's a cold call. Matt Tench has got a... Did that one. Okay, I'll go Richard. I have to say that one. Salixan? I can't even see it. Yes, Salixan maybe. During my ninth Ironman, doing my ninth Ironman in March this year, Mum and Dad were both at the finish line. Dad passed away in August the 31st. I'm grateful that my biggest fan and supporter saw me race on home soil earlier this year. RIP, Dad. You're a legend. Love nice. your work. John, what's your highlight? Uh, well, most of my highlights probably family stuff. Triathlon wise would be um, probably the Auckland ITU race where I wasn't particularly fit, but oh, just raced the house down. And at, with the current fitness I had, that was one of the best races of my life. So that was probably a bit of a racing highlight. It's awesome when you have those days, eh? Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, like, especially because you've been a guy who's been around for years. And, you know, you learn as an athlete. I think one thing I've really learnt more as I've become an athlete is to have respect for those guys who consistently do great. Mm. You know, like, the guys who can, you know, like, consistency and performance. Like a, a crowy or something. He's been around 
longer than I have, and uh, he, uh, he was racing at a high level when I was in France in 99. Yep. He was at a high level then. And consistently turns up and consistently gets results. So, yeah. like, you know, like, it's pretty tough. And Cam Brown's been even around longer than that. Cam Brown, he's been racing pretty much full-time since he was 15. And, yeah. and so he was at the top of his game. So 1993, he was second in the world to Spencer Smith. And in juniors. Juniors, juniors. Yep. And, and, and he was pretty much full-time athlete from then. So that's 20 years full-time it's pretty phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and, and like look at his career. He just won another race last weekend where it was his 10th time. Mm. You know, those guys who consistently perform at the highest level, it's pretty impressive because as a West States, you know, you have your off days and then you occasionally get those days John's talking about where it just all comes together and it's just like, oh my God, this is this mm. seamless, isn't it? And uh, so, yeah, pretty impressive. So that's racing, family stuff. Dad, just lots of family stuff, Bevan. The book, it's got to be the book, hasn't it? The book? It's got to be the book. It would be my, my triathlon was the one race I did last year. Oh, yes. Which made me realise you've got to train if you that want to be good. That was last year, though. That was... No, that was last the, year. Was it the start of the year, was it? Yeah, start of the year. Oh, maybe it wasn't. No, I think it's between Christmas oh. and the year. Screw that. You haven't, you haven't done any, tra- any... I've done no I did no racing last year. I was injured no. all last year. Break my heart. I had some pretty cool other highlights, but yeah, no, yeah. athletic-wise. I'm hoping I can get back into it. You know, one thing I would love to do, which Brett Whiteley's doing, is that mountain bike race. Which one? 10 days self-supported. Where's that? I don't know. Somewhere in the South Island. I was talking to him about it, your race. Huh? Hold on my year. Commentating your race, John. There you go. There you go. So, but he's doing a race where it's 10 days. Yeah. Kind of, I think it's pretty epic. I think you have to do like, bloody, it's on a mountain bike. I think you average like 120 k's a day. Oh, that's, that could be pretty long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not quite that much, but I remember thinking, whoa, it's a lot on a mountain bike. Mm, mm. And it's self-supported. So you, you basically got to look after yourself. It's point to point. So I think mm. you, there's accommodation and food mm. and stuff. But once you start in the day, you're looking after yourself. And mm. I might look at doing that next year. That'd be kind of cool. cool. Uh, John, this week's question. So what we're starting now is we're going to have a series this year with uh, the guys from Endurance Corner. It's going to oh, be monthly. Yeah, it's going to be monthly. And so what we're going to do, the first week of each month, uh, we're going to p- sort of post out a question out there or a topic of discussion. You guys can comment on that. And then the week after, we're going to have one of the Endurance uh, oh, really? Corner guys come in. This was how it was originally going to be, but it was just the way scheduling worked. It just didn't work out. But I've committed. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, doing it. I've got a, this year, I'm going to have a spreadsheet. I'm going to have everything all laid out so you know what's coming up. So wow, the, you're going to get a spreadsheet. Yeah, just go, go, look out. We are going to the next level. This is the most professional show ever. (laughs) Their life is about to change, team. We got TV the other day, too. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) And so so this first first week is going to be, what type of strength training do you do, if at all, and do you believe it actually makes you any better or faster? So any, any comments you've got around sort of strength training, what you do, where do you think it's any good, where do you think it's a load of rubbish. And we're not allowed to comment on this. Well, we can comment on it next week. And we, no, but maybe we, we should comment on it now. But, oh, no, no. no, no. This is and the discussion of the week. Then next week, I think uh, Justin is coming on, I think, to discuss this one. And then next month, we'll have another topic. We need to get good on. We haven't got on for a long time, have we? Oh, he's been, he's been on a couple of times last year. He's got three kids now, hasn't he? Yeah. His life's changed, eh? Silly man. <laughs> stop it two. Yeah. I say stop at one. Here we go. Let's put some music on for age group of the week. So the way discussion is what strength training do you do? And if do you think all. it's very and if so why? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Here we go. Here's uh, some music. Age 
group of the week. week. John, but before we go into the age group of the week, I've got to tell you, we're going to be recording um, this week's this month's Legends of Triathlon this afternoon. Yes. Who we got on, Jumbo? Yugen Zach. Yugen Zach, Jumbo. And now we're going to email, a while ago when we started Legends of Triathlon, I quickly, because Porno is a pretty good musician. Yeah. And I go to him, Porno, we need some music for Legends of Triathlon. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, bang. Boom, 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 boom. Put out Legends of Triathlon. Came up really good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good, wasn't it? Nice. Well, Scott Eckhart, he, he, he's obviously a bit of an amazing musician as well, because he sent me through an email going, oh, by the way, I've, I've created some more Legends of Triathlon music for you. All right. And, uh, and I thought, oh, yeah, well, okay, well, it's good. And, uh, Scott has nailed it, John. I'm going to put it on right now. Listen to this. It's so good. Wait a second. Here we go. I'm going to put it on. Jumbo, how awesome is that? Very solid. A bit of Brendan Telfer in there. Yeah, a bit of Brendan Telfer Telf- at the bit, end. A bit of uh, Sydney Olympics 2000. Yeah. yeah, and then it was obviously the Iron War. Yeah. And then it was it was obviously when Mecca won the World Champs. Or Hamish Carter and... It may have been a World Cup race, but Mecca and, Hamish, and Carter. Hamish Carter did go head-to-head. Well, not quite head-to-head in Perth in 97, and the Lessing was second or third as well. Was that when Mecca won it? Mecca won it. I think Hamish was second and Lessing was third, I think. Because Hamish never won the World Champs, did he? No. He got second a couple of times. And, he, and, and, his, and after the Olympics, he got second, didn't he? To, um, Tim Don. Yeah, yeah. Mm, bit of controversy there. Yeah, with all drugs, eh? Mm. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, did, Tim Don didn't get caught for drugs, but he missed a couple missed his tests. tests. Yeah. Anyway, Jumbo, Scott, you rock, because mm. that is awesome. So he's got a, little, a shorter one that we used for the intro, but it, mate, that's awesome. And he just did it out. He just kind of sent me an email and said, oh, by the way, I've done this. So, Scott, you're a legend in my mind. And uh, guys, listen up for the next. And we've got Eugen Zach, so uh, listen up for that. But anyway, age group of the week. I was going to pull this up right now and got it in here from now. And it's Mc, uh, Michelle McFall, I'll say. Is that right? That'd be right. I would like to humbly ask you to consider selecting my husband as your age group of the week. My husband, Jason McFall, listens to I Am Talk podcast every week without exception. And then, while awaiting the next week's podcast, he replays your Legends of Triathlon podcast, primarily the one with Ken Glass, Scott Molina, and Mike Pig. This is what he listens to when driving. And when he shares the triathlon content on Iron Talk community with many of his friends in Ireland Inferno Triathlon Club, he also shares portions of the show with non-triathletes, specifically when you both discuss dentists and John's neglect for his teeth and Bevan's distaste for dental pers- uh, personality, while my husband shared that segment with his brother, his dad, and a friend, all who are dentists, and all who found the segment hilarious. I actually saw my dentist in the pool this morning, Chrissy McKinley. I'm going off to see her later this week. Are you really? Because I've, I've got on my to-do list to get in contact with her. Oh, no, I'm in there. I've got to go get all these sort of x-rays and stuff done. Oh, really? Is it that bad? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with your teeth? Well, oh, because you, you had a van. still munted. <laughs> so a little, little concerning. <laughs> Jason is a professor, uh, professor of composition at St. Uh, Antonio? Mount St. Antonio. Uh, college in 
Walnut, California. But if you ask him what he does for a living, he'd likely say he's a teacher. Now, John, she's got a big email here, and you've you've done out, you've just done the red bits that I have to read. Yes, yeah, okay. He's been involved in the sport of triathlon since 2001. He spent the first two years doing sprints, Olympics, and eventually half Ironmans. Then in 2003, he did his first full-distance Ironman triathlon at the Full Ironman in California. This time was 12 hours and 55 minutes, and he vowed to never do another Ironman triathlon again. A couple of months later, he signed up. A couple of months later, after he vowed to never <laughs> yeah, do never, one again. I'm never drinking again. Have you ever heard yeah, that one? Yeah. Never drinking again. Next weekend. Uh, he signed up for the 2004 Ironman Germany. And then in 2005, it was Ironman Arizona. By 2006, his races consisted primarily of Ironman races. Amongst his highlights was uh, guiding a blind triathlete through the 2006 Ironman career, where the chain on the tandem broke and they had to walk 11 miles in their bike shoes before the SAG vehicle arrived to help. They finished the race, but they walked the entire run tethered to one another on heavily blistered feet. My husband could feel the blisters bursting as he walked and then reformed uh, reformed <sighs> by the time they reached the next mile marker. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty gross, isn't it? He was also in the Ironman 2010 Ironman Malaysia, the, which was the one where they ran out of fluids on the bike. This affected everyone differently. It was a multi-loop bike course, but Jason without fluids from mile 60 to all the way to T2. <laughs> That's 52 miles. Was that the one where it was stupidly hot as well? Well, it's always stupidly Mal- hot in Malaysia. Yeah. It's not the one you're thinking of, which was China, but Malaysia's always stupidly hot. So to ha- not have fluids for 52 miles, so I don't know what miles, when miles you're, you're generally riding, so he, he might have been riding at, say, 20, 20 miles an hour, say. Um, That's pretty that's crazy. Two and a half hours or so. Over there, you're going through a drink bottle. And then the problem is you got to run to be pretty depleted, aren't you? Mm. So like you're pretty screwed. Um, He's still finished in 13.22, though. Nice work. Uh, John and Bevan, a quick word about Ironman World Championships in Kona. We have an eight-year-old dog named Kona, and if you ask Jason why he chose that name, he'll tell you that's where you go if you're the best. So so basically, he loves Kona, but one thing he was struggling with, Jason was struggling, was to do the sub-four-hour run split. He'd, He'd gone really close a few times and come across the line thinking how fast he'd been but he hadn't been sub four okay so then he just couldn't seem to break it and then until finally in 2012 in Ironman Arizona where his run split was 3.46.52 which is pretty bloody awesome nice um, he kind of at that stage started to understand how hard it was to qualify for Kona well shortly after Ironman Arizona he was laid off from his second full-time job. He was still teaching full-time, but now he found himself with a schedule that was significantly more wide open. He trained down the house in 2013, Ironman Lake Placid, and despite a 21-minute mechanical oh. that sidelined him on the bike, he finished in 10 hours and 35 minutes. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome with that longer time yeah. sidelines. 21 minutes would do you here today. It's a long Very time long. waiting. Yeah. I suggested that he considered entering Ironman Cozumel in 2013. He signed up for Cozumel and hired a coach, um, which increased his volume a lot. Then at 6 p.m. on the night before the race, we learned that the swim would be shortened from 2.4 miles to 1.9. Suffice to say, Jason was not happy about this. He did not want to have a PR with an asterisk. So I had to let him tell him, look, your competition is not worried about this. 
They are all going for a Kona slot and they'll all be doing what they can to beat you. Pull up your socks. Pull up your socks and just do your job. He posted a th- uh, wait a second, so he ended up doing a 40-minute swim. Yeah, so this was a short swim and plus it was a swim of the current. So, so yeah, everyone smoked the swim. But he did post a 503 bike and I shall not add that Jason was vigilant. Uh, vigilant. Vigilant, sorry, about not drafting. He then went on, uh, Jason knew from his training that he could do a hold of 230 watts for 112 miles, which is what he obviously did. I keep checking the splits, but I couldn't find the athlete tracker on Ironman Live to work. Finally, after Jason had finished the first three loops on the run, the data feed on my phone from Ironman Live revealed that he came 22nd off the bike in the age group of 40 to 44. That's not, I mean, considering you rode a 503, that's a long way down the age group. He was not that pleased with the position. (laughs) (laughs) For the next mile or two, he was frustrated, but he managed to get his mind right. By the time he reached mile 18, even though he was still in 25th place, he attacked. He knew he might cramp up again, but he was prepared to lay it all on the line, and he started overtaking people in his age group. At mile 21, it started raining hard. He was now running over um, through puddles and occasional ankle-deep water, but he pushed harder than he'd ever pushed before, even passing one guy in his age group at just before mile 26 which resulted in a sprint through to the finishing shoot my husband posted a 319 run split Solid. which netted him a finishing time of 914.13 so with the swim difference probably what no, probably close to about 930.40 yeah 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 yep. yeah. so that's massive this was a good enough time for him to get 8th in the age group wow that's pretty awesome when you're, eight, you're 25th at the 18 mile mm-hmm. mark the run down to 8th in your age group of 40 to 44 but it was not good enough for a Kona slot oh that's a bugger if you ask my husband if he's disappointed, he'll tell you that he feels honoured to have been beaten by such great athletes. He looked up to each of the seven guys who beat him um, as top-notch competitors. Jason PR'd by over an hour, got sponsored by Muscle Aid Tape, and successfully completed his 25th Ironman triathlon. For reasons, for those reasons, I humbly request that you select Jason McFall as your age grouper of the week. Nice work, Jason. Geez, he would be gutted about not qualifying, but he's got the great attitude, isn't he? That, you know, again, you got to add on the, that time for the extra swim, but that that time I would have thought qualify you at a lot of races. Cosmo is a pretty fast course. Yeah, um, but if you turn up at Ironman New Zealand, you donate forty. Nine nine forty. Nine forty. Sorry, in that age group, you're going to qualify for Kona. Yeah, and let's say that course is twenty minutes. So fast, ten hours, so you so still so would. Ten hours, you'd probably still qualify in the forty to forty-four. So he's he's there or thereabouts now, mm. isn't it? So mm. it, like, if if I was a betting man, John, yeah, unlike yourself, yeah, I would probably put somebody that he's going to get there. Yes, not just by entering a lottery. But the other thing, Jason, he's the type of guy that I think the legacy program is there for. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he's capable of obviously qualifying, and it's pretty um, pretty sensational improvement. You know, his first one, um, twelve oh five. 12.05, and he's, uh, you know, chopped goes a back to the consistency like thing, doesn't it? Mm. Do you know what I find really interesting, John? What? It's the dilemma he now has. Because for a guy who's done 25 Ironman, as you say, legacy program, mm-hmm. Megan sign up now, and mm-hmm. it might take a couple of years for him to actually get it based on how many people are signing up for it. But he, you know, he now knows he can do Kona. Mm. But he also knows he's very close to qualifying. Mm. So for a guy like him, do you, he'd what do you quali- do? He'd want to qualify. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, like because there is something more about earning it from a qualification, isn't there? Yeah, and he's in the tough age group, though, 40 to 44. There are a lot of slots in that age group, but, you know, that's the 40 to 44, 45 to 49, and the 50s, they're pretty tough to qualify for a lot of people. I think the great thing about Jason, as Michelle kind of alluded to, was just the you know, the character he's shown and just obviously the love of the sport he's had. And a bit extra, you know, going and leading blind people around the Ironman course, that's... 
that's a long way to go. Well, imagine the blister thing. Like I had a blister in the Christchurch Marathon, and it was a pr- it was a pain in the butt. Yeah, but imagine well, if they were popping. Even. Yeah, popping, and the new ones were popping up. Yeah. Oh, OMG, John. OMG. Hello, hello. Yes, so Jason McFall. You are our age, age group of the week. week. Love your work, and Michelle, you're a rock star. Hey, I hope he gives you a big duty pesh tonight. <laughs> just did pesh, John. Yeah. Let's just get that right. Yeah. Sponsor. Athlinks.com. Oh, tell me about it, John. I'm about to do my research, Bevan. Well, oh. I had a quick look this morning and thought, you know, I need to start doing my research for uh, Auckland 70.3 to see who's I had the start list was I see has come up. And first thing I noticed on the start list, I think there's only one guy in New Zealand in my age group who can, if I, if I race okay, can beat me, and that was the guy Brody Mitchell. But I see he's racing pro this season. So well, that's good. That's so that's the Australian guy. No, he's a Kiwi guy. Oh, okay, because the Australian guy's the one you've got to worry about, isn't yep. it? Yep, so then I'll just go on to Athlinks and uh, I type in Auckland. And then you, then you, if I'd done this on the old site, if I typed in Auckland 70.3, I would have come up with about 5 million results and would have struggled to find it. But on the new one, boom, Auckland 70.3. It says uh, most recent, January 20, 20th, 2013. Uh, coming up next is Sunday, January 19th, 2014. Was it that soon? Oh, yeah, it's like next weekend. Yeah. Oh, really? So, Are you been running much? I'm still... Yeah, under the weather a bit. Oh, so that, because, okay, so, oh, well, I don't know you want to talk about this later. So, so anyway, so I can just come on to Athlinks. I mean, I, I could go on the results from last year, but the good thing about Athlinks, I can scan down here and I can go, well, there's all the pros. First 35 age grouper last year was Brody Magwick. He's not a member of Athlinks, but I can still click on his uh, little profile there and it's got 45 unclaimed results from the guy Brody Magwick. So I can go through and sort of see which races he did. He did. So, wait, is that the Australian guy? He's a Kiwi guy. Okay, so he's not. Racing the age group, yep. but uh, he went to Kona last year and he did, he did 9.14. It was pretty fast, wasn't we? We had him as an age group of the week a few weeks yep. ago and he had some issues there. Did this race and he did the World Champs Grand Final, did 2.09 there. He did Challenge Road, he did Challenge Road in 2012. What did he do there? 9.09. He's, he's, he's in my club. Yeah, they can't quite pick us up now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then did Ironman. I did the shortened Ironman New Zealand 2012, 417. So I, so I had a look at him. And then the, the one that you you mentioned before that somebody's talking up that's going to kick my ass apparently is uh, Troy, someone, Troy Drennan. Okay, so tell me his results, John. So I can go on here. Is he a consistent again, performer? Again, he's not a, uh, he's not a, Athlinks member. But it doesn't matter because you're you, Athlinks is a great thing is uh, you can check this out. Yeah, so he did World Champs Kona last year, 9-12. I beat that last year. Uh, he did <sighs> Yipoon. He did Auckland What's last year. What's Yipoon? Yipoon is a... That's s- a great name for a place. 70.3. Yipoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so, if you don't know what Poon means, well... Yeah. And last, and then he did uh, he did Noosa and he did the World Champs final in Auckland. How, so did, he do, how did he do in Auckland? Oh, he did 206 there. What did so, you do there? I didn't do that one. So I can go through it. So this is a cool thing about it. If you've got a race coming up, and same for our age group of the week last week, you know, he could go through the start list, you do a bit of competitor analysis, and, uh, you know, you can just sort of suss out a, a not a, you don't want to be doing a race plan based on other people, but you can, you know, if you're riding with someone and you know you can outrun them by 20 minutes. Well, I think it's different when you're doing an Ironman, but if you're doing shorter distances, you, you know, like I know the top Ironmen are looking at the competitors, whereas most age group Ironmen are just trying to get through the race, and if mm. they're doing well in that last part of the race, they can try to lift it up. But if you're doing like a, a 70.3 or a, a sprint or an Olympic distance, you, you do make decisions based on the competitors around you. Mm. you know. And if you turn up to this race and you do see you know, some numbers and you can do some research and you can get an idea of who are my competitors who are actually, you know, because there is only one slot in your age group mm. that are going to push me, you can make decisions that are wiser I've, in your I've race. I've since found out there may be two. Oh, who's that Well, one? there was two last year. I didn't realise that. Oh, I'm, I'm gunning, two slots. I'm gunning for first. I'm not going to... I'm not going to think there's two. You won't even take it if you get second name. 
it's not even a podium. Uh, so it's good. As Ben was said, you know, it's it's, it's doing a bit of research. If, if you if you if you are racing at the pointy end of the field, you know, it, it can be really helpful. If I'm riding along with someone who I know is a really good swim biker and I know I can outrun them, then that that influences my tactics. You know, whether I'm going to go around them and uh, try to ride away from them or not. You know, to, oh, okay. Go further away somewhere. from the mic because we've had complaints about this. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you creepyhead. Well, I have to say one thing that I, I loved on my Facebook page, good old Scott Horns, has got, you know, we're talking about highlights of the year. John is just sneezing. He's, he's got his highlight of the year so far. On the I Am Talk podcast episode 388, John and Bevan gave me an impromptu look at my athlete's profile. Nice. And he said it made him smile all the way to work. Nice. So there you go. Uh, the one other thing I'm going to say about so the other thing I think she can say right coming up next weekend is uh, who's uh, no I won't go there now I won't do that then okay don't do it I won't do it don't do it so it's all looking good athlinks.com guys get on it check it out and uh, it's all good okay John we're going to have, we're going to have a geek out quiz I don't have the questions in front of me oh nor do I so talk- <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> Uh, try rating. <laughs> You're so, the guy who does the peas. No, no, no. So what we're going to do here? So Torsten from Try Rating. Didn't he email it to us? Yeah, but I'll get, it's on his website. Oh. He's going to have a quiz, and he's, he's he's sort of drip feeding this quiz. So he's going to have five questions. So if you don't want to know the answers, we're going to try our answers later in the show. So the first five questions are. Oh, so so you what, know the answers? No, I'm going to take a stab at them. And okay, I don't know if I'm I'll, right I'll or not. So the question, question number one: It's uh, who had the fastest Ironman distance times of 2013? Guys okay. and girls. Yep, guys and girls. And then it's question two. Question one: Pass. Okay. <laughs> uh, phone friend. Phone friend. <laughs> uh, number two: Which Ironman races had the smallest and largest number of pro finishes? Question two. Pass. <laughs> Uh, number three, what is the shortest time between two Ironman wins? And I'm assuming he's talking in the 2013 season, I think. Shortest I'm going to assume it's the 2013 season. Twenty. Okay, shortest time. Now, days? I think you'd have to go days, probably. I'm going to say 14 days. Okay. Someone probably put off two weeks. Uh we're going to do our answers later on the show. Oh, uh, we're not doing them now? Well, no, because otherwise people might want to have a think about this and they might want to know oh, the okay, answers. Okay, think about it, okay. Uh, I'll num- write down my answers. Okay. Number four, in 2013, we've seen six sub-eight-hour finishes for the men and 21 sub-nine-hour finishes Name for them. the women. <laughs> Name them all. Uh, which 2013 race had the most of these? 2013. Mm. Number five, who posted the fastest marathon times in 2013, man or woman? Oh, I know, I know the time. Well, the woman's pretty easy. The man. It was 2.37 was the man, but I can't remember who it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, let's, we'll do our questions later on. Okay, well, so far I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful on two. Okay. Okay, Okay. so we'll so, come back to this. So you think about that as you're riding your bike right now, mm-hmm. and we're going to come all in out in your run, and then we'll come back to them later on. Okay, Jonbo, next part we're going to do here is, do you want some music? Yeah, chuck in some music. Some music for Jumbo. Here we go. <laughs> Project 2014 update. I like, I like the way you added just the... That's like Puppy Power, wasn't it? Mm. Puppy Power! It's Puppy Power off. Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Um, Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. Scrappy-Doo. What was your favourite cartoon when you were a kid? Uh, Scooby was right up there. Scooby was and pretty Smurfs. good. Smurfs were pretty yeah. good. Old Papa Smurf. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who was your favourite Smurf? Uh, who was it? Was it Jokey? No. Anyway, 
Spanish. Have you been to see the Smurfs movie yet? Oh, it was pretty bad. Smurfs I went to saw this movie called The Wolf of Wall Street the other day. Yeah. It was a total contrast to the Smurf movies, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, Project 2014 okay. update. So I thought I'd do a little bit of an update on the big bike ride I did before Christmas. So it was on December 21st, 22nd. Okay, so what the plan was John was going to ride to Criteria over two days. The first day he was going to ride 300 k's. The second day he was going to do 135. Yes. And the weather was looking... The weather was looking marginal. It was really looking marginal. Yeah. So we, we the, one of the first challenge I had was, I'll use Belinda's words pretty much exactly, you are not leaving until we're ready to go. Because we were, the kids were, the family was going as well. So. Did you pull rank, did you? A big, big time. She <laughs> said, you were you not leaving. So, oh, look, if the guys are here, I can't leave them waiting. The locks are getting changed in Kateri if you know, before we get ready. So basically, how long did they have to wait for? They didn't have to wait long at all. So the, the, the departure time from my place was 6 a.m. ETA? Uh, yep. And I think we rolled out about 6.04, 6.05. Oh, okay. It's okay. So, I'll, yeah. I'll put up four minutes. Yeah. So it was it was pretty good. So we, we got off. and I, But by that, I think I must have got up at 4.15 or 4.30. Had to have the car loaded, bikes on the back. <laughs> yeah, we're going away for two weeks. This is a full house pack up. So it was uh, a salute to Belinda. She did, she did very well. Do you know, got you know what the thing is, John? My Joe's such an organiser, I don't really help with this stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. There's a funny story before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Is years ago when I was with my ex-girlfriend, Raylene, we mm. went camping one time and I packed everything. Mm. Turned up at the camping ground, John, and guess what I'd done? Didn't oh. pack the tent, yeah. <laughs> packed the gazebo. Nice. <laughs> so, so we camped under a gazebo. Oh, my God. <laughs> no sides. Everyone yeah. could see everything, what we were doing. Everyone, we kind of made a bit of snuggly buggly people could see. Uh. <laughs> Camping is not good for snuggling, but no. even if you've got a proper tent. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, go so day, day one's 300 kilometres, and the plan was we would have the lead-out train taking us the first 100 and, about 110 or so. To so when you say we, is it you? It's myself and one other guy, Leighton Matheson, who currently presides in Singapore, but he's from Nelson, so he was on holiday. Oh, so he rode all the way with you? Yeah, so he oh, flew great. into Christchurch and then from Singapore. Now, what's yeah. his ability like? Similar to He's pretty strong. Okay, good. Yeah, so... He, uh, he flew into Christchurch and the weather forecast was not looking too great. No. And in Singapore, he's you know, he trains on the indoor trainer Humid. or on the road and yeah. it's flat. So there's no hills. So we rolled out and uh, kept a fair... Early on, we somehow managed to get this little tailwind and we were smoking through out of town. Wait, who, who were your tagger along as? We had, there was about eight of us, eight, eight altogether. Had the fillinator and the holy hammer. So they rode about 200 k's themselves? Mm. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, two, 220 or so. Yeah. So rolled out of town and then maybe after about 50k, then the headwind started. Oh, no. And when you're in a group like that, it was fine when we were two abreast because people were it was all controlled and you have two people taking responsibility on the front. Once we got onto the main roads and I made sure we took the longer route out of town because I wanted to make sure that we'd, I'd have 300 k's when I got to my destination. I yep. did not want to have to tack on. Yep. So we took a slightly longer route out of town. Finally, to a breast, when you start going single breast, people started second guessing themselves on the front. Oh man, it was, it was a bit of, uh, it wasn't painful, but it was like, we're going a bit hard here, and I've got another 200 kilometres to go. Name and shame, it was, it was Murray, wasn't it? A holy hammer, he only knows one gear. Across this, this bridge before you get to Culverton, you go this little bridge, and I think he thought, oh, we might be holding traffic up behind us. I think I was like 350 <laughs> watts going across this bloody bridge, and I was like, give me a break. <laughs> the holy hammer does, he doesn't, he only knows one gear, it's all or nothing. So anyway, we got to 100, 110k in, and uh, I was a little bit spent going, oh my God, that was... It wasn't crazy hard, but I was like, that's a lot well, harder. We never got another 190 to go. Yeah, so anyway, that was all good. But we had, by that stage, we had had a lot of pretty 
a lot of surging because there'd been really big wind gusts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but we got there. And by that, from that stage on, there was just two of us rolled out of Culverton and the pace dropped significantly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just went into survival mode. And then, then we hit the what's the area called the Lewis Pass, and this is just unrelenting hills, just yeah. up and down. Did you get rain? Because often rains through there. Well, this is where we got the full-on headwinds. So uh-huh. we're on the flat in some sections, you know, about engineers camp. Yep. We were going 10 kilometres an hour. Oh, really? 10K? So much so that Leighton's parents... Was that a mile? Was just only like about six oh, miles? It was not quick at all. Uh, it was very, very windy. Uh, Leighton's parents would sort of leapfrogging us and they'd go along and just wait and make sure we're okay. Oh, well, that's pretty nice. I know, it was very nice. It's a long day for them. A very long day. And at one stage, though, I think he was waiting at engineer's camp. It took us so long to get there. He turned around and came all the way back looking for us because we were just taking so long. So much so that I was actually, at one point, I said, right, we're having a stop. I had to pull over because we, we, we couldn't really eat and drink very easily because it was so windy. I just had to have a bit of, t- bit of quiet now, time on stage, the side of the you're thinking to yourself, is this going to be the rest of my day? Uh, I knew it was going to be the rest of the day, but my concern was that the weather was forecast to change. And we got to the top of the Lewis Pass, which was 200 k's in, and the weather decided to change. For the worse? Uh, yes. Oh, no. So, so poor old Layton, we've been getting pout here. And, you know, the, these hills are really yeah, no, tough. It's, it's not easy riding, and chip road in New Zealand. Yeah, and it's you know, you're, you're 150 k in the ride, and you're getting slammed by these very steep hills on TT bikes, and it was hard work. But anyway, we got to the top of the Lewis Pass, 200 k's in, suddenly comes in, and we're sitting in the Land Rover. He's got, his parents have got one of those real, um, you know, real sort of British Army Land Rover yeah, things. Yeah, old school, yeah. And yep. uh, we're sitting on top of the Lewis Pass, the bikes are blown over outside, the van's <laughs> rocking in the wind, and the rain started. And then we have to come down the other side of the Lewis Pass, and poor old Leighton doesn't have much winter gear at all because he's from Singapore, and he just froze his nuts off. I got to the bottom and I was like, oh, this is getting a little cold and wet. And he trudged on to, to, to the 240k mark, and then uh, his dad pretty much made him get in the van because he was uh, he good. was he was he was shaking pretty bad. Yeah, getting sick then, aren't you? And I just ploughed on and um, got there, 300k's. So where'd you go? Where'd you stop on the first day? So we went to Murchison. Yep. So ride time. Now, did you meet the family there, or? Yeah. So they, they, I told them to go on when I got to maybe about fifty, sixty k's to go. I said, look, I'm just cruising on. I've had plenty of nutrition at this stage. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to make it. It's not going to be just fun. Gonna, but just going to cruise on. So it was a ride time was eleven hours and three minutes. Wow, it's a long time on a bike. How and, was your crutch? Uh, crutch was okay that day. Uh, it was twelve hours total in terms, so including stops. Uh, average watts was in two hundred and three watts. Uh, no, normalised was 203. What was my average? 196. That was a little higher than what I thought. The average speed, you know, this was uh, 27.42 kilometres per hour, so not electric. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, so. For the, that time you're riding. Yeah, so what was the total elevation change? It was. Uh, it was. Oh, you're kidding me. So when you were getting pulled by the other boys, you just sit at the back the whole time? No, we rotated, so oh, we've got okay. a good little 5k rotations going on. Yeah. Max elevation was, oh, this is wrong, I've been shafted. Oh, you've been shafted, John. I oh, know, elevation gain, 2,363 metres. Nice. Yeah. It's a lot of climbing. It was a big day at the office, a big day. So wait, so you get home? So I get, by the time so I got So 7 o'clock at night when you get there? Uh, it was... No, yeah, 5. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, 12 hours, it'll be six, six, about 6 o'clock. 6, six yeah. o'clock. So, so roll in, and when I'd chosen the accommodation, there was, it was probably two motel Let choices. Let me guess, you went cheap. No. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. It was cheap, and then there was 
not expensive, but it was luxury. Yeah, this, in comparison. this is a tiny little place. It's got a petrol station and a yeah, couple you can of drive. Cafes. You blink and you miss it. Yeah. So I pulled in and uh, they'd all warmed up a bit, and I just thought, God, this place better have a good shower because by that stage I was pretty cold. Yeah. And rolled in and it had one of those big shower head. Oh, <laughs> nice! Like a monsoon shower head. Yeah. yeah. So I was pretty pleased about that. Uh, so then next morning got up and I was quite pleased when we rolled out. Just, just to interrupt, shower heads are really important, aren't they? You know, because like when you when you go to a sh- when you go to a hotel, it's one of the things you check, isn't it? Well, I'm pretty big on having green, economical showers at home and conserving water, but sometimes you do need a good shower. And this was one instance I needed. One, one. time, because we, we've got a we've got a rental property, it's a unit, and it's got a really good shower. And one time when I trade me, I advertised it had a really good shower, mm. and the amount of interest we got. Nice. And everyone come and check the shower. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. So anyway, um, next day, I was quite pleased, rolled out of town. I thought it was 145K. See the sign, thinking that's only going to be about 135K. Sweet. I miscalcul- oh, sweet. miscalculated oh, nice. that somewhere. And the first flipping two hours was like net uphill. I think we gained 600 metres in the first couple of hours. So we're like crawling along. And, and then your mates with you again? Mates with me again. And then rolled over the top of the Hope Saddle. Tailwind all the way to Kaiti. Oh, so you nailed it home? I was pretty, pretty happy about that. I was going pretty low effort, but having pretty good speed. Uh, I think I averaged like nearly 32. How were you feeling out. the next day? Were you buggered? So no, I was, I was okay. But the thing about cycling, you can just do days and days, can't you? My butt, um, the, I had chafed a bit the day before, not because of the distance, but because I was wet for you know uh, over 100 yep. kilometres. Yeah. Uh, that is what had caused the damage. So there was a lot of movement on the seat, but I got there okay. Pretty pleased, arrived early, hit a schedule. So got some brownie points for that. What time did you arrive on that day then? Well, we left at six in the morning again, so I was there like oh. eleven or something like that oh, before eleven. Nice. So that was good. So I had a few tips in terms of um, how to survive these rides. I, I would say that th- I didn't find three hundred k's, and I've only done it twice. We did two eighty, did we? Uh, we had about 245 oh, that, 245 to, to Two days in a row wasn't it Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that 300k's is not that much difference to 200k's If you're just going at cruising yeah. speed you know, It's just a case of getting there So my main points would be Is lube well and lube often And uh, so oh, okay. I, I was lubing fairly regularly uh, Still had some issues on the second day The second day I actually carried the chamois cream And every time I stopped I was putting it on um, and, and, and guys don't be shy Yeah, You know like I had a friend of mine A mate of mine he, he's just got into running and he showed me his long, he went for a long run and he's got that classic bull rash, you know, that, oh, that yeah. circle you get around by your leg and, oh, it's such a horrible place to be. And I was like, mate, you, do you, you look because you're looped. And I go, mate, I mean handfuls, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you just because once you get it, it's just such a horror, it yeah. just takes all your energy because yeah. you're thinking about the whole time and you just it just hurts performance. So mm. seriously, do not be shy. Mm. Lather in it. Plan your nutrition. So I, I, I mean, I, I didn't plan what I was going to have every half hour um, stop, but I basically planned out, yeah, approximately what I was going to eat during during the day, rather than just thinking right, I'll roll into the next dairy in each town and and get something. Actually, planning your nutrition and having good think about that. Um, key thing I was doing is eating regular and normal food rather than heaps and heaps of sugar so yes I was doing infinite um, most of the way through the ride but my other stuff that I was having was predominantly sort of normal food so some M's, um, some M's cookies yep. I had sushi for lunch um, had, had some other normal stuff rather than trying to be on that sugar high for the entire Had you planned long. your stops? 
Uh, pretty much, yep, yep, pretty much. So we sort of uh, so that's another another key point that I'll come to in a moment. Um, I try to avoid sort of my boost foods, my coke and all those sort of things till till later on in the ride. Yep. So I uh, didn't really take anything to give me a boost until two hundred k's onwards, and then I was sort of having uh, then I was having a little bit of coke, a little bit of coke from there on in, but nothing too crazy. Um, I'd avoid having a monster breakfast breakfast before you go because that often means you can't. Or don't feel like eating anything for a few hours. Um, so I generally have a, a just a, a modest breakfast and then just get into my nutrition pretty early on. Uh, if you're doing a two day ride, keep fueling all the way through the ride. So you know you don't want to go. To, you could probably on that last uh, that first day, you know I could probably could have eaten nothing in the last fifty k's. But you'll probably pay for that a bit in terms of your recovery. So keep the fueling going all the way through. Um, keep moving. We, we had a slightly extended lunch stop because the weather was pretty pants, and uh, we were a little bit worried. But other than that, you know, we were trying to have minimal stops, and when we did have stops, try to keep moving. Otherwise, you can end up being out there for a lot longer than you need yeah. to. And then um, for me on this ride, I wasn't getting too hung up on speed, so I was looking down, going, well, "This average speed is twenty-seven kilometres per hour," but I wasn't getting too too hung up on speed or power. You know, for these long ones, just ride, especially when you're going point to point. If you got wind and stuff like. What we did just uh, well, it's an endurance based ride, isn't it? It's, it's mm. not about it's not about trying to gain speed. It's really just giving you a more solid foundation. So yeah, that was it. It was um, it was good, really good. Okay, do you want to do a coach's corner? No, I'll flag it. Yep. <laughs> We have reached. Certainly, oh, okay. we had nothing. We've got now seven. Okay, no, so I was going to do a quick update for for. Um, we talked about my crash, but the implications for that in terms of Project Twenty Fourteen. So my training went out the window in terms. Yeah, because you're racing next weekend. So. so I had this master plan for for when we're up in Kaiteri. You know, and it was all going well, wasn't it? Yeah, in terms of going right, I'm going to do the simulation here. I'm going to. I've, I've got to think about Ironman as well. I've got a long ride here, and I'm going to smack. I wanted to smack some hard running, and I wanted to try to swim every day because I was pretty concerned about my swim. Um, and it's still pretty crap uh, so that all went out the window but I was quite surprised that yeah as I said earlier um, luckily I trained on the day of the crash next day I didn't do anything and then after that I was actually able to get back on my bike it wasn't particularly constructive but I was biking so I was, I was happy about that and then um, yeah just sort of built it up and still f- felt rubbish for a long period like I was on the couch most of the day taking I think I was taking nine paracetamols per day um, which was I was one over the the, the, the recommended the prescription that I had but yeah there was a lot of pain going on I was sitting there thinking oh man this and I hadn't had a good bike ride for a long time I was going oh god this is just starting to get me down a bit and then went out one day and had did a simulation and just absolutely ripped the pants off it so feeling a lot better about it now so so the next week and a half next week and a half just still taking it day by day. After the accident, I got sick as well. Like I got oh, man. Nose and sore when it throat. rains, it pours. I was like, man, you've got to be kidding me. So, so I'm still struggling with a, um, a sore throat and blocked up nose. But yeah, I just want to turn up. If I turn up healthy, I'll be sweet. Yep. And one funny thing that happened one day we went out. I went out for a ride with my mate Leighton again up there, and we were gonna. He was. We were gonna meet at a cafe, do the old family. He's got kids about the same age as us, and he we was. Gonna, he was. He bikes from um, Richmond, and I bike from Kaiteri. Sort of met somewhere in the middle, and then went up the Taka Hill, and we're just getting to the bottom. The Taka Hill is a sixteen-kilometer climb. It's pretty juicy. Yeah, it's a good climb. And we're just coming to the bottom of the climb, and I thought that's an Iron Talk jersey just in front of us. Who was it? And so, and I, I thought that I'm pretty sure that's Murray up there, the Holy Hammer. And it was so. This was like in the first kilometre of the climb, we caught up to him, and uh, and I wanted to, this was the first 
bit of intensity I was going to do since the accident. So I'm going to try to ride this climb at 290 watts. So it's, it's basically 10 kilometres pretty steep and then a little bit of flat stuff and then it kicks, yeah. kicks again at the, at the end. So we rolled up to Murray and I said, hey Murray, are you on? I had a quick... Uh, Ten second chat said, "Look, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm sitting on two ninety watts this climb, and uh, and we rolled up, and and Matho is about the same ability as us, but uh, he's basically the same same as us, but two ninety watts for us is still pretty solid, and he's not used to riding hills, so he just says, I'm going to sit on your wheel for as long as I can, and just sort of see how I feel." And so Murray's a pretty chatty chap, and Murray's trying to have a chat to me. I said, Murray, I'm riding 290 watts, so I've just got to concentrate here. And so he goes back and chats to Layden because they met on the, the ride previously. And Layden just says to him, Sorry, mate, can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got enough breath to talk. Uh, and Murray still keeps chatting away. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Murray's uh, obviously funny. pretty fit, but. Yeah, no, he's going good. He can be chatting to you while you're doing push at 290. Yeah, so he did the Tark Hill. And then, uh, and then Matho, I went back to Kaiteri to pick up the family and then we were going to meet at Jester's Cafe. Highly recommend Jester House Cafe if you're ever going up to the Abel Tasman area. Top quality place, but often very busy if you go in the peak times. We, he was going to bike to there and meet there. He was tacking on. He was doing five hours. He went round to, to Mariha and then there's a hill you come over, Mariha, the Mariha, I don't know if it's Mariha Saddle or the hill. And then he was going to ride off to Jester's another 45 minutes away or so coming down the hill and his tyre completely blew oh, out this no. wasn't this wasn't a, a, a blowout you know you get a puncher it was a full on blowout was right? I, I wasn't there and then we were driving to Jess's and he's waiting at the bottom of the hill he was supposed to be there oh what's, what are you doing got him in the back of the car and he had shredded his entire tyre wall and there was a car behind him and said there was sparks coming out the back of his bike because his rim was, was rolling along oh, and he was, really? it was incredibly helpful. And he was okay? And yeah, he managed to hold it together which was impressive. Oh, that's impressive. So that was it. So that's a Project 2014 update. I'm still going to kick some ass next weekend. Okay, there we go. Questions and, and answers. answers. Just a quick, quick ones. Uh, Mark Scudamore has basically said that uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, well before Christmas, we were talking about females in triathlon. He's just saying uh, interesting question about sex mix when it comes to participation. I used to run a 10k half marathon marathon training program with 250 members each year and it was 90% women if not higher mm. so exterior which uh, is where I started triathlon is about 25% women uh, Olympic road try that I did last year was 50% so it's interesting as we go along we lose the females mm. Mm. anyway uh, and Jason Bailey's just got he's, he's does some articles uh, thenaturegym.blogspot.com and he got an interview with Sato so nice. I'll put a link to that on uh, I'm talking you guys and also James Kanana so mm. Kanama is it Kanama? I thought it was Kanana. Yeah, well, he's either spelt it wrong. Yeah. Or, I'm sure it's Kanana. Okay, Jumbo, let's go to these questions. So I reckon I've got a chance of getting maybe. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. That's <laughs> kind of right. I, yep. Okay. Right, first question. Who had the fastest. Is that phone ringing? It is. Who had the fastest Ironman distance times of 2013, either male or woman? Okay, I'm going to go male. I don't have a clue. I'm going to go. So if you don't want to hear these, obviously just stop no, the show now. Uh, so male, I'm going to go for Dirk Bockel. Do no, you have to do I the don't time? I was Dirk Bockel. Hey, the fastest Ironman Start distance with time. No. I reckon I'm going wrong. Right. Has he got the answers yet? No. Oh, where's the answers? Uh, oh, no. Hold on. Maybe that's the answers. We want the answers. That's the only reason we're doing this. We're just frustrating people, weren't we? Well, I think he sent the answers through to me. Let me have a look. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, no, this is last year's ones. Okay, do you have the answers? Let's pause and we'll get the answers. Okay, wait a second. Uh, Thorsten. So okay. anyway, so I'm going for, on, on the guy's side of things, I'm going for um, 
yeah, Dirk Bockel at Challenge Road. And uh, he, I don't know what he went, but I think it was like yep, 7, you got that. 751 or something 752. Like. So pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm going to go for the girls, maybe Rachel Joyce. Did she do something? Was that no, Texas Eva Whittle. Oh, yeah, yeah. At Copenhagen. She did 837. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was ridiculous. She was, she was a new athlete too, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, it was. It looked. It was. I think it must have been a bit short somewhere on that day. But that's ridiculous. Mm, yeah, very good. Okay. Did question you, two. You didn't get either of those. Oh, I didn't even try. No. <laughs> the question two. Remember, I passed. Okay. <laughs> Which race has the smallest and largest numbers of pro finishes? Okay. I'm going to go. Was there any races in Asia? What? Do you, what do you want to give the answer? Uh, here? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there were races in Asia. Okay. Smallest. We'll go smallest first. Okay. They had nine finishes, six men and three females. And once, you, once I give you the answer, you go, oh, of course, because we talked about it at the time. Cairns. No. It's I'm in Australia. Oh, yeah. Remember, it was really yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. And then largest with 75, 45 men and 27 women. I'm assuming it's excluding Kona, especially if it's yeah, 75 Yeah, no, no, Kona, Kona won't be in there. I will go for, initially my thoughts are telling me to go I'm in Germany, but I'm thinking it's one of the American races. So I'm going to go for... Um, I'm going to go Florida. What are we going for? Which one are we talking about? The longest? Like largest. No, Arizona. Oh, I was good. at least we got the America part, right? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Just a little <laughs> You get a bonus point for being in the, the right continent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the shortest time between two Ironman wins? You went 14 days. I'm going 13. No, you're wrong. 14 was right. So Ironman uh, Switzerland was Rebecca Preston. For the men, although it doesn't really That's count. of all time, though. She didn't do that this year. 2006. And the, yeah. the last year was 15. Right. Victor Del Coro. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He did Florida, Florida and Arizona. Nice work. Uh, number four, uh, 2013, we've seen the most sub eight hour races 21 for men and uh, sub nine, I mean, six sub hours for men and 21 nines. Uh, which had the most of these? Okay, so it's which, I went road. You went road. Yeah. That, oh, that's my word. I went. It's, yes. I'm not giving you the answer there. I'm just saying that's what I went. I'm going to go. Oh, so is it, is it, is it, can you give us a clue on the answer? Is it like. <laughs> no, 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 don't give us a clue on the answer. But do you. <laughs> the rhyme with. So, which 23 had the most. Is that the most combined? So, like, they had five, five finishes at. Wait, let me have a look here. Five finishes at Rote. They had seven finishes at. It's like male and female combined? It's, it's combined. Okay. I'm going to go. Sub eight. There's not many that have been sub eight for the guys. So, it's, you really got to look at the girls, I think. Oh, look at the girls. Well, the one with sub eight had three men go sub eight. There you go. That might be a clue. I don't think it's right. I'm trying to think of something else. It's great podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Good game's the first game. Uh, okay, Austria. Or was no. it one of the ones in America? Oh, yeah. Do you think it's in the American I continent? Yeah. I'll give you a clue. It is in the American continent. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Houston. Well, it's like part of Florida then, I suppose. Yes! There you go. Victor Del Corral, uh, Andrew, yeah, Andy yeah. Sarkowitz, and Fr- they did. Philippi. Yeah. Osplay. Yeah. Osplay. Yeah. Philip Osplay. And then, and then Yvonne, um, Ashley Clifford, and Eric Cosmel. Yeah. Who passes the fastest Ironman times of 20 So for the men, it was a 237. Well done, Bevan. And it was Bart Arnos. Oh, well done. Yeah. Well, and Caffrey in Hawaii. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Where was his 237? In France. Oh, yeah. And Solid. she did 250. Yeah. 
it still blows my mind. There's more questions, but obviously he's gonna put the hopefully we won't ruin this for him on his website. Well, if you want to see, if you want to get in amongst the action, he posted the first one on January second. I assume is he doing one each week? Is he? Has he put the answers up on his website? No. Hopefully <laughs> we haven't. Torsten for ruined it. Email us. We won't do this next week. Otherwise, we'll keep doing it each week. <laughs> we love it. But, okay. the, but this is all part of his uh, his twenty thirteen rating report that he's going to have out soon, and this is going to be part of that. You can subscribe by going to try trivia. Give no, him some money. He does a lot of work, and he try rating dot com. Give him some money. Give him some money. He mm. wants to come to Kona as well, mm. and we, we can't afford to take him over. So give him yeah. some money. Give him to Kona. Um, Jumbo um, sponsors. Oh, do you want to do, do you want to do finishes? Uh, yep, quickly. We'll have do you got a spreadsheet for that? Yes. Okay. Uh, if you go... Here we go. We're going to have the same issue. 20, 2014 show notes, finishes. There's only one file in there. Finishes. Look at that. It's just that my Excel takes half an hour open. Okay, Jombo. So these are the people who have done an Ironman. And, uh, and now these are people... How many How many are on there, John? 16. You want to do them all? Yeah. Okay. I'll name them. You do the rank. You tell me what they are. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is it's taking a while to open. Okay. Because it always does. Maybe we'll quickly do sponsors. Sponsors, John? Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes? Extreme endurance. You like to buffer? Email John. Not me. Email John. (laughs) And Coffees of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii. The world's best coffee, especially if you're in a... What was it? What's happening in America? The Vortex. If you're in the Vortex. (laughs) We shouldn't laugh. It's probably pretty serious over there. I think they're negative... 50 or something I saw this really cool photo the other day where someone's opened their house door yeah. and the snow was right up the top and they had an imprint of their house door because nice. the snow pushed it it was pretty cool okay Jumbo I'm ready okay okay so first of all we have Jamie Morrison he did the great Colombian he oh, did I looked, is, you're assuming Jamie's a girl or a guy oh Jamie's a funny name like that isn't it it is let's, okay let's go with a, they did let's go with a no I'm gonna go they okay but then I've got to decide which classification oh Jamie's more of a guy's name, I think. Can be, yeah. But it is also, also a girl's name. Mm. Jamie, we're assuming you're a guy. Okay. But if you're a girl, you're a mean-looking girl. Yeah. Unless you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Columbia did 1306, 41, first 70, first Ironman, love your work. Harvey Hammer. Good work. Elaine, now that, that's probably... Actually, no, you're a Kailua Cruiser, sorry. Oh, you're okay, right. a guy. Um, Galvican, maybe? You ready, reckon? Galvican there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elaine, she did the Ironman World Championships in 1102. Oh. You're a Pilani Predator, but you're so close to being and an Elite. it wasn't a PB, but that's okay. Jens, oh, here's that one. Jens. Jens. Jens Dahlman. Dahlman, he did the... Jens is the guy's name? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ironman World Championships, 9.30.32, John. That's a solid effort, and it wasn't a PB, so he's obviously smoking fast. But he's still a, a, a lee animal. Good old Mandy, Mandy Tauler did Kona, 11.24.53, and no, it wasn't a PB. She's still a Pilani Predator. Paul Hackett, he did Kona as well. He did 11.39, and it wasn't a PB either. Nice. Ka- uh, Kukini Crusher. Good old Paul Chainsaw Link. Oh, yeah, the chainsaw. He did Ironman Florida, M-E-T. What does that mean, John? No, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but he, not- he smoked it, John. He did 923.52. Now, he's, I think he's in his 50s, isn't he? Uh, he'd be If he's not, he'd be 45-49, I would have thought. And it was a PB. That's an awesome effort. It's a very solid effort. Ali, animal. Yeah, Paul, Paul Link's the brother, eh? Because they're twins. Identical twins, aren't they? Yes. Because they did the swims, didn't they? Yeah. They're good guys. They're really the nicest guys you'd ever meet. <laughs> they can't swim, though. They're like, <laughs> they're like bricks. <laughs> <laughs> With some love. 
<laughs> when his brother did uh, 10, 12, 52, it wasn't a PB, but still finished an Ironman. Pilani Predator. Hopefully we'll see you in Kona Racing, Paul. Yeah, uh, Christopher Swan. He did uh, Challenge Barcelona in 10.47, and it was a PB. Love your work. Pilani Predator. Barbara Nelson. She did the Jeet Rocket. She did Ironman Florida. She did 13.21.52 for a PB. Nice. For Harvey Hammer. James... Picker, the Admiral. Now, this is a debatable one, isn't it? Because we've given our Admiral twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Hits uh, Lake Vasu, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12.57 wasn't a PB. Oh, Harvey Hammer. Skips. Hammer. Hammer. I always get that wrong. <laughs> I just... Because like, I, I, I love you? hammers. <laughs> Those cars are great. Those cars are great. Skip Slade, uh, get slated. I'm in Arizona, 12.05. No, it wasn't a PB. Uh, Harvey Hammer. Tom, oh, Gal- Galvani. Galvani. Big Nasty, I'm in Florida, 10.31.13, and it was a PB, Jombo. Nice, Palani Predator. Robert Flynn did uh, one man fast break. I'm in Canada, first I'm in, did 12.08, and it was a PB. Harvey Hammer. Tim Perkin, the Crusader, I'm in Arizona, 9.33. Nice oh, work. Nice. 39 PB. A Lee Animal. Uh, Fritz Gerald Mike. I'm Not thinking it might my, be my Mike Fritz Gerald in Arizona in a 14.22.31. 31. PB, love your work. Kylo Cruiser. Good old Michael Hildrick. He did, he's the clutch. He did I'm in Arizona. He did 16.39 and it wasn't a PB. Kylo Cruiser. And then lastly, we've got Greg Lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did I'm in Arizona in 11.24.16 and it was a PB. Love your nice. work. Nice. Cool. Kenny Crusher. Okay, guys, so what you do is you go into our community page on www.imtalk.me, you put your result in, and occasionally we read them out. Mm. There we go, Jombo, what's your goss? What's my goss? Um, just wait, it's been a terrible, crappy Christmas New Year period. So for us in New Zealand, this is like our main holiday period. Everybody's off work, and the weather's been pants. Uh, well, mo- it depends most, on where you were. Most places. But most, it hasn't been the best summer. Last, the problem was last summer, we had the hottest, second hottest year ever last mm. year. And uh, last summer, global warming is great for New Zealand because mm. we're not the hottest country, you know, top it up a little bit for us. Yeah. And uh, last summer was amazing. This summer hasn't been so great, has it? No. We had some good days up in Kaiteri, but we had a number of days where it rained for. What'd you do? Just day. sit inside and watch the cricket? Uh, yeah, a bit of that. You know, just, we, we found things to do. It wasn't a problem, but poor old uh, Holy Hammer, he was down in the campground there. They were getting pretty, oh, they were getting pretty <laughs> wet. <laughs> You're waving down upon him. Yeah. All those peasants over oh, there. Goodness me. What, you you get, can't what? call them peasants because there's people. It's a funny thing, camping. Like you go into Glamping, the, they call it, John. In Kaiteri, there's a big campground and it's packed out. Yeah. And there's, there's big Range Rovers and BMWs, massive boats. And I'm like, man. If I could afford one of those, I think I'd rather stay at a batch. I get, no, I get camping. Camp- camping's fun because mm. we go camping. We go down to Glendu Bay with the Glendu crew mm. and the Porno, and there's a big group mm. of us, and it's it's heaps of fun camping. Mm. There's something about just the rawness of it. Do you have, but do you have kids down there or not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it actually works better. Yeah. Because you, you spread the pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. saying kids are a pain. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> but you do because what happens is I think we had what two, four at the at peak times we had maybe seven kids. Yeah. And they just look after each other. Yeah, yeah. you know I, what I mean. I get that. You know, and, yep. and there's always one adult who kind of just spreads the load, mm. and uh, and so if anything, it's actually a lot easier when you got because mm. we had how many tents? We had one, two, three, four, five, six tents mm. on maybe four or five sites, mm-hmm. and then there's like a communal area where everyone hung out. And Porno's kids didn't keep you awake. Or no, because Porno's kids the youngest one there, and she yeah. basically Porno and Steph look after her. Yeah, so yeah. we didn't really. No, no, not at all. Okay. No, no, there's no screaming kids. Yeah. No, no, it's heaps of fun. Spoing ball. Yeah. 
You like the swing ball? I like a bit of swing ball. Yeah. 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 Alex and I, we got the 107 hits in a row. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, So what about Christmas Day? Was it good? Christmas Day was good. Yep. Plenty of prezzies. Kids were over the moon. They were. We even even hid the big... We had these massive Lego sets for their main present. Nice. And we kind of hid them behind the curtains. By the time they would open all the other presents, like what they wanted was what was behind the curtains. And they forgot. But by the time they got to there, they were like, they were pretty stoked with everything they had. So you hide it for next year? It's like... Yeah, we didn't need that. It was expensive Lego. <laughs> uh, Lego's great because then that occupies them for the next day. Yeah. So and it's creative good. as well, isn't it? Yes. It do you know what good. the interesting thing about Lego is? You know nowadays they do a lot of sets? Mm-hmm. And, and the reason they do that is in their bionics and stuff mm-hmm. is that Legos are no longer – they don't have the patent because it's ran out of time. So mm-hmm. anyone can create Lego now. So that's why they create the brands around it. Somebody said they almost went bust before they started doing the themed Lego. Yeah, well, that, and, that's, and, that, and also that's probably one of the reasons. But there's different qualities. If you don't buy the Lego Lego, Go and you get the cheap Chinese crap. Lego is probably made in China anyway, but it's rubbish. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, you pay for quality and you yeah. get quality. Yeah. Although you can pay a lot for Lego, can't you? Oh, yeah. Because we went to the Lego shop when we were in New York and some of the Legos, like they had a Ghostbusters Lego and it was like four or five hundred bucks mm. Mm. just for some plastic. Yeah. That's, that's good business. Pretty intricate, though, some of it. Pretty intricate. Jumbo, any other goss? Do you have big New Year's all nighter? We did oh. stay out for the, for the New Year's. Had you had your crash already? I had. You had. Yes, oh. but we still stayed up. Amazing fireworks display. There's a, they put a boat off Kaiteri Beach, um, and oh, there's a local resident, a barge, and there's a local American lady, and she pays for like dollars $20,000. $20, it says in the paper $10,000 of fireworks, but I reckon that's a lot more than that. It is a proper full-on Sparks in the Park type fireworks. Some people in Kaiteri have got money, but haven't Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty impressive. Kaiteri, for those people overseas, is, is paradise. It's, it's probably mm. one of the most beautiful places in the world, and especially at this time of year. And uh, there's a section of it where they've got some housing, and mm. uh, they've kind of got the camping area. It's kind of bays, and you've got the camping mm. area, which is the main bay, and then they've got another bay to the right. Little, little Kaiteri. Little Kaiteri, and it's got this housing there, <laughs> and there's some money. One nice. New Year's, we spent one of those houses, we spent it, and yeah. it was one of the best New Year's in my life. Yeah. There was this old guy who was like 70, and he made a a lot of money and all with, all with me and my friends and a lot of your, your young woman there yeah. and basically a big crew of young people was when him, him and his wife and he, he was a happy old man <laughs> with his young birds around and uh, but it was it was a pretty good time yeah. so you, you got on the wine had a few yeah, yeah. No, nothing too crazy though yeah yeah so it was all good how about you Bevan well we, we, we I spent Christmas Day kind of Woke up by myself lonely because mm-hmm. Joe goes away, so I just cried, cried for about yeah. three hours nonstop. Yeah. And then uh, family, yeah, my family's cool, so it's heaps of fun. And then uh, they've got water pistols, love water oh, pistols. That's a stupid present. No, it's not, it's <laughs> fun, except for the parents who have to then put up with them for the next. Well, the problem is until, they, wanna... until they accidentally, oh, that's broken. Oh, that's well, a my mum was the worst because what happened was. My parents got quite a good yard, so we're playing outside. And mum, mum was like, "Don't shoot inside, okay?" So don't shoot inside. And then lunch happens. Mum grabs a gun, shoots one kid inside. Yeah. So then the floodgates open, and she goes, "Stop shooting inside!" Well, you started it. Sorry. Amateur mistake. So yeah. then I went down and spent a few days with Joe's family. Did bowls mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Outdoor bowls. That's about all you can manage these days, is it? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Even then, go down on my knees was like work. So did that, and then uh, Joe and I went camping. Glenn, Paul and I did a few open water swims in the, oh, in nice. the lake. Yeah. And one day we went down and it was pretty choppy and we one direction you felt like you were in a shark mm-hmm. turned around and we got smashed. Oh, so that was dear. good fun. Uh, New Year's, we got dressed up in onesies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll show you a photo. Okay. Be excited, John. Yeah, I'm so excited. Animal Just onesies. So you know what animal onesies are? Yeah. And I had an Elmo. Mm-hmm. Porno, what was porno? I think he was a tiger maybe. No, I can't remember off the top of my head. And Joe got dressed up as Tigger. 
Mm-hmm. You know, from um, from what is it? Tigger and, Tigger and Pooh. Pooh. Yep. It's just Facebook's taking forever. Okay. So John, I'll put I'll put a photo on Facebook. Yep. On our, on our, here we go. Second, look, look at this here. Wait a second. There we go. Again, great podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh come on, Facebook. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you should be. How's the book? Well, I saw, I've signed on the bottom line. Okay, wait a second. Here we go. One Z, one Z, one. Look at that, John. That's pretty cool, isn't right. it? Yep, we had Elmo, we had Cookie Monster. Porno was, I think, a wolf. Did you hire all them from somewhere? I've no, you bought them. Oh, okay. Off, off eBay, John, 20 bucks. 20 Get them for bucks. your kids. They were great for the kids. The kids love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, eBay. Yeah. If you went to a New Zealand store, 60 bucks, eBay, 20 bucks, shipped. Nice. That is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was a really good fun night and stayed up past New Year's. Look at that. I'm doing a, look at that. The cop car's behind me. I'm doing a bit of a one-handed jump up and down in the air. Oh, very good. How's that yeah. knee doing after that? Yeah, well, it was more the arm. I popped my shoulder, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then got home yesterday. I've been painting my dick. Nice. <laughs> That's that funny. Uh, yeah, yeah but, but I did dick. actually paint my I dick. I actually stained my dick the other day as well. <laughs> did you stain it? Yeah. Did you really? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. How'd that go? Yeah. So you get in the gaps. Yeah. I'm gutted. We came home. Green pool again. I thought you were pretty happy with how people would keep clean. Mm, why, why, why did that happen? pH went through the roof. Chlorine didn't put enough in. Uh, it's proper green. Like Was that an amateur mistake? It was a bit of a rookie error. I even got my little boy across the road to come put a bit of chlorine in every every second day. You gave him some cash? Yeah. but And he didn't do he it? Failed. He didn't do it. He didn't. He, <laughs> no, he shafted you. That's what happened. <laughs> come on. How old is he? Oh, he's about 13. Yeah, you've been shafted. <laughs> I want my money back. That's what, I'll go around and I'm giving a smack around the head. Oh, you little crapid. <laughs> you didn't do How much did you pay him? I haven't paid him yet. But I was Don't gonna, pay him. Yeah. <laughs> He had a job to do and he, he didn't, didn't do meet it. A, didn't meet his KPIs. <laughs> That's right, green ball. <laughs> so what does that mean? When can you use it again? I'll take a couple of days. Do we have to refill control. it? No, we have to refill it, but you've got to get all your chemicals in there and get it under control. Be a couple of days. Uh, we refilled the spa yesterday, so. Uh, John. Righto. We're back into 2014. This year's going to be a big year. Now, guys, remember, if you want to get the book, it is the first 500 that goes. Like, I'm thinking it might sell that first day. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. <laughs> Could be wrong. But uh, go to www.imtalk.me. It's on the front page this week, so you can't miss it. It'll click you through to the next page. Go through the PayPal process, and you could be the person coming to Kona this year for the ultimate Kona experience. Final thing, there'll be a Legends show out in the next day or two, and with you and Zach, and there'll be an auction there for a Blue 70 wetsuit. Oh, if nice. you're in need of a wetsuit. I need uh, some money, John, so we need, to, yeah. <laughs> we need to sell some stuff. Okay, we're on it. <laughs> ACC hasn't come through for me. Oh, no. ACC's been a pain in the butt, John. Oh, I'm about to go get some ACC today. For, oh, for your tour. face? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. was an accident. Yeah, it may have been my fault, but it's still an accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, well, hopefully it comes through. I'm, I'm having problems. But anyway. Iron, is, Iron Russ. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.